0: Well, well, well. We got a good one here today. You know, the Lord is so faithful in His messages and stuff. And I, can we get that brought up here, Tim? I'm going to go ahead and start right out of that, um, right there on the top thing. But we've got so much to be thankful for every day. And sometimes we just need to remember that. Sometimes in the darkest days, Amen. And I, and I love the scripture that we got for this week. It's just really good. I'm going to let Tim get that pulled up here. Let's go ahead and hit that. Can we hit the next one? If you got your Bibles with you, I want you to turn to Psalm 103. And uh, we'll see what's going on now. What we're going to do, we're going to kind of launch out from 103, verse 2. But then we're going to kind of go back and unpack verses 1 through 5. So with all that being said, I'll just give you the, the, the where we're going with this thing. Has this ever happened to you before? Have you just been going along in your life real comfortable? And out of, out of nowhere, you just get this curveball. It only happened to me? Come on. Come on, up you guys, everybody would say yes. I mean, jeff just got two hands up there. It does, because you know what, that's what life is. I mean, it's not always comfort. It's not always, you know, just what we signed up for. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, it, that, that happens, you know, and we get a curveball. And, we, you know, we think we have all the answers and stuff. And, and not only that, sometimes a lot of people have it worse off than we do. I always say you don't have to look too far if you feel like you're going through a tough time. You really don't have to look too far to see that other people have got it back worse than you. Amen. And you know, what really helps me in in ministering to that is that I see another need that, you know what? I ask the Lord to help me to to help that person. And in the midst of that, when God's revealing things through us to someone else, God's doing a healing on us. It's just amazing how he does that. He's showing us things in our life. He's bringing comfort and joy in our life. But you know what? It's that compassion that we have for our fellow man and brothers and sisters. And so many times with busy schedules and things, um, We seem like that gets pushed out. So I hope that we can cultivate that today through the message and think about, you know, hey, maybe there's a neighbor in need. Maybe there's somebody in my family I need to call. Whatever the case it is. And and you know what? I know that you're going to be blessed as a result of that. We don't do those things to be blessed, right? We do those things because we are blessed. And what happens is God just starts filling us back up. So either way, you know, uh, there's sometimes that we come up with some obstacles that we got to deal with in our life. Amen. And and, you know, a lot of times you don't think there are really big obstacles on what you listen until they're on your front porch. Amen. See, it's real easy to tell your neighbor, well, you ought to just do this. You just ought to do that. I mean, I can't believe what's a big deal. But when it's at your house and it's your family or you're looking in the mirror and you're dealing with the stuff, it's a big deal. But guess what that creates? It creates a dependency on the one who knows everything. It creates a dependency on a loving and caring God. And that's a good place to be, amen? See, when, we're, when, we're, when we, everything else is stripped away and all you got is Jesus, that's probably where you should have started out in the beginning, amen? But I'm going to tell you, his love and his grace and his mercy is revealed over and over. So this week, I'm going to give you a little idea of what's been going on. Had a full week this week. Many of y'all know my mom's elderly and she had to go in for some tests. And uh, so we get there and they say, we want to put your mom in a hospital, regulator heart medicine. I said, okay, so, so that's what we do. And they said, well, we're probably just spending an overnight, or the next night, or the next night, or the next night. And so we got like a full week at the hospital. And, I, and I'm, it's going to take everything I got right here, not to share all my God's stories, but I'm going to try to space them out here. Because even in the midst of all those things, God was just showing up all the time. Matter of fact, it wasn't that he was showing up, he was already there. But through his grace, he lifts those lens of our eyes and our hearts and says, I got you, I'm right here. So that's going to be some of the, the, the background of where this was coming from, but not just there, because I know everybody has to do this. How do we get there? Is that thing on by itself? Right there. Still there. All right. Man, this has been a crazy morning, hasn't it? So anyway, what I, I, I'm sitting on the side of a hospital bed and, and just thinking, Lord, what are we going to preach on this week? It's been a crazy week. You know, you got laid off, right? Mom goes in the hospital. Got to do a funeral one day. Got to do a church service the other day. Got to marry another guy the next day. And then all these things, right? I'm going, but God, (laughs) but God's already gone before us. Isn't that amazing? See, because if I was working all the time, I couldn't spend that extra time with my mom. It's all good. It's all good. So I was looking at this and I said, Lord, what are we going to preach on? I mean, you're showing me so many things. And I got this message right here. Learning to deal. Learning to deal with situations when you didn't really, they're not going the way you thought they were. We're learning to deal with situations that, you know what, you didn't maybe sign up for, or whatever the case. And as I sat there, I'm excited to preach this message because, let me tell you, all I did is wrote down what God gave me. And that's what I try to do every week. And I just kept going, I go, man, I was just writing this down, writing this down. So you know how we like to do things, it's always a teaching and a preaching. So we took the word deal, and we're going to break that out just like we have on your handouts, okay? So let's go ahead and do this a little bit. i want to read this scripture. Uh Psalm 1032 says this, Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. See, one thing I do know is this is that you know what when things coming up, I need a word of God to stand on. I said, Lord, I need a word. I'm getting tired, I'm getting worn down. I need a word. Guess where he sent me? Right here. Praise the Lord, my love. It's okay. Tell them, come on in. Praise the Lord, my soul. I wait for a lightning bolt to come and we had everything else, unplugged and everything else. But you know what? He just keeps smiling. It's all good. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And see, when I start thinking about the benefits of God, guess what? My problems start shrinking, right? It really is because when you look at what's going on up against the backdrop of what God's already done, I don't know about you, but it energizes me. And that's what I want to hear to share today. So we're going to go ahead, and if you got your Bibles open to Psalm 103, I'm going to unpack about uh, the first five verses, then we'll come back and talk about them. A bit. And by the way, this is just an appetizer, okay? We're just, we're just greasing the skid a little bit to get us going. Here we go. Psalm 103, 1 through 5. Praise the Lord my soul, all my innermost being. Praise his holy name. And we get to our verse here. It says, praise the Lord my soul and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sin and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desire with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Man, now I'm going to tell you what, that right there, I, I spent a lot of time in that part right here, just reading it over. And I said, that, that's what God's done for me. So you've got to grab hold of it and make it personal. If not, it's just like, oh, well, that's some good information. But let me tell you, when it's, when it's the information that you realize it's, it's for you, it's God information for me and you, amen? And that's what brings us around. So I started looking at that and unpacking a little bit. I looked at verse 1. I said, You know, when we see the psalmist writing verse 1, praise the Lord, my soul, with my innermost being, praise his holy name. It gives us a little uh, sneak peek into the relationship that he has with the Lord, doesn't it? He? he has a little, little sneak peek of what's going on. This is not a casual meeting for him. He doesn't just kind of know about God, he knows God. And see, let me tell you, when you go through different things in your life, you need to know God, not just know about him. How do you do that? Hey, one of the things is we need to, first we, we call our name of Jesus for salvation, amen. Realize our condition uh, without the Lord and then realize our position with the Lord. I like that. I should have wrote that down. That's good. Because we've got a condition and Jesus fixes that condition, right? Through the death, burial, and resurrection, we don't even have to cross out here. What a day. <laughs> but you know what? Through that, and then we turn around and see that we have position. We're set in his family, Amen. So he has a personal relationship. It's not a casual meeting thing. It's a living, breathing relationship. And he knows the Lord. He has an allegiance. He has a respect. He has a relationship for the Lord. Amen. Well, then we come on down a little bit more. And I thought about this. How does that compare to my relationship with Lord? See, that's a good thing when we're reading the Word we need to start looking back at ourselves, You know, and I'm just asking. It's a good thing to evaluate ourselves from time to time, right? See what's going on. We never want to take relationships for granted. We can do that, can't we? Well, I'll call them later. I'll get back with them. They'll always be there. They're family. They understand. Whoa, that's preaching by itself, isn't it? But I'm going to tell you, we never want to take those things for granted because things change in an instant. And there's obstacles that we're out here or over there or somewhere else end up on your own front porch. But you know what? You don't have to worry about it when we're walking with the Lord. I did not say we never have no trouble when we're walking with the Lord. I did not say everything's going to be great when we're walking with the Lord. It's going to be awesome, though. And I'm going to tell you why. When I get to some of these things that God showed me this week, you guys are going to be going, amen. Because God is working all the time, regardless if it's to our liking or not. He knows what's best. Because somebody say he knows what's best. It's a good place to amen. So if I really know that and I really believe that and I really trust that, I need to take my hands off the wheel, right? I need to say, Lord, I'm just going to listen to you. So let's keep on rolling here. So it's good to evaluate that. We go down to verse 3. He is mindful of what God has done for him. What does it say? Who forgives all my sin and heals all my diseases. You know, sometimes we need to take a spiritual inventory and remember what God's done for us and what he's brought us through and where he's carrying us to also look in verse four. He says, he, he is grateful for his redemption in the mercy and compassion that God's poured out on you. He's quick to give thanks. You know? He redeems me from the, from, he, he who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with the love and compassion. You know what? I think that's one of my favorite words. And I think he's got to go together, love and compassion. Because I don't think you can be compassionate without love. I don't know. I haven't thought about that, but I don't. I think they work together. They got to be first cousins, Amen. Because you know what, if you're not loving, you're not going to be real compassionate to people, are you? You're going to be kind of self-centered stuff. But see, the love will break down all those things and and boost your compassion level. Let me tell you, I've seen a lot of that this week. It's been amazing. And then we come on down here. He says, verse five says, "Who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles." And I said, man, he realizes that the good gifts come from his heavenly father, and that energizes our faith. You know, you, you ever been around somebody that's a positive person, somebody that's a caring person? When things go, you kind of you lean into them a little bit. You lean into a little bit like that because it's a safe place. It's an encouraging place. Well, let me tell you, the best place is getting in the Word of God. The best place is spending time with your Heavenly Father. The best place is letting God do the work from the inside out. Amen? That's what we're going to see how he does. So now by unpacking all this stuff, how do we apply this to our everyday life? Okay, how do we do that? How do we get this in our, dealing with our difficulties, dealing with the obstacles in our life? Well, this is what the Lord taught me this week and I want to share it with you, all right? Everybody who, say doing good, say amen. Yeah. All right, when I start writing this down, the Lord showed me this. We've got daily decisions. You make decisions all the time. Every day, we make a lot of them. I mean, what to eat, what to do, all these different things. We make tons of decisions daily, but do we make them with the backdrop all, or all the decisions up against what God has done. And we get a proper view of what God's done and how, that, how does that impact our every decision. You know, a lot of times when we're just saying, thinking, well, we're gonna go ahead and do this and we're gonna do that. Well, you're probably only gonna get the best that you can do. But I'm telling you, you gotta keep God in the equation. And when you do that, you're gonna get God's best, amen? He's working all things together for the good. So I look at this, I said, so if you, you see him, I might have shared this last week, but this is something else. I said, so if you see him as a hope-so God, like maybe he will and maybe he won't, you you won't know what he can really do. That doesn't give you much peace and, and, and mercy, right? But if you know him as a I know so God, you'll respond like David. Did that make sense? So a lot of times, like I talked to some people this week, you know, if you if you die today, you think you go to heaven? I hope so. But see, when somebody knows the Lord, said, if you die today, do you think you, you go to heaven? They go, oh, I know I will. Absolutely. And I said, well, why is that? And see, if they know, because they'll tell you real quick, say, because Jesus Christ is my Savior. Because Jesus Christ came and died for my sin, and I have sin in my life. That's a no-so answer. Amen? That's a knowing the Lord. That's having confidence in Christ. Amen? Let's keep on rolling here. So we go back to this here i hit this again. And, and it says, praise the Lord my soul and forget not all my benefits. You guys are going to hear that all week man, because I'm going to give it to you over and over. David encouraged himself in knowing the Lord deeply. I always said, this, this is not a casual relationship, right? It's, he knows him, right? And then I said, when your back is up against the wall, you want to know that you're covered, right? You want to know that that person or that situation is covered. He never forgot the benefits that come from having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, if we just could take that home right there, we could shut the door and, and, and live that out through the week. He never grew tired of, of drawing on God's strength. He would get tired, but where did he go to fill Philip? He would encourage himself in the Lord. I want us to know that we can always get encouragement from the word of God from what's going on there. A lot of times we look to other people and that's great. That's the church body supposed to come along side and encourage and all that. But ultimately, I want you to notice, no matter where you're at, no matter what you've done, how you even got in that situation, that you can cling on to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We can do that and not forget the benefits that he's given us. Well, another thing he says, you know what? Daily, let him set the direction for our life. Let Christ be the compass in our life. Do we view things Through the eyes of Christ. I'm going to tell you. In my life now. But especially in my life earlier. But even now. Because you know. This is a great thing. If I would ask myself this question. Before I would do something. Before I would respond. Before I act it out. Or anything else. If I would just ask myself. This question. Would that be a blessing to the Lord or not? Would that honor God. Or not? And, And you know what? I don't always ask myself that. Most of the time, I go, well, that's what I want to do. Well, that's what I'm going to do now. That's how we go. You know, that's what we do. I'm just being, I'm being serious. But the more time we spend with God and we remember the benefits of Christ, doesn't that want you to make you want to please Christ? It should make us want to desire to represent him well. So what I want to do is kind of just tune this down and take it step by step. In our daily decisions, pick the positive. Remember all the benefits that God has given us. And not only that, let Christ be our compass in our our situations, all right? Here we go. Also, he gives us divine inspiration. God provides, God prepares, and God is good. God is good all the time. And we can look at some different things and say, wow, this is just something else. So Holy Spirit is the glue to hold us on course. He gives us comfort, wisdom, peace, and power. And I said, his presence is evident in the believers of their life, should be. All right, are you ready for a God story? Amen. All right, let well, me tell you, it's been a long week. But I'll tell you what, I know that God's still working and moving and everything, even if it's not going just like I want. I have made phone calls, this phone call, that phone call, people checking in, praying, talking to doctors, everything else. I'm in the hall, I'm up, I'm down, and all this family and friends coming in, all this good stuff. Wow. So I said, I got to make this phone call. And I said, oh, my mom, I'm gonna step out. So I, I walk down on the third floor a little bit further. You know, everybody's there and there, ding, 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 the bells are going off. I said, Oh gosh, I'll just go out in this little corridor. You know, I said, Man, I can stand right in that little corridor and talk and I'll come back in. So I go out and the door shuts, and I'm talking and talking to some friends and making a couple phone calls. And okay, all right. Click <clears throat> the phone back and I go to get back in. It's locked. I said, like, no. And I look through the little thing, and I see all the nurses way down there. And I'm thinking, "Big boy, you gonna have to start down them steps." I said, "Okay, (laughs) going down." Surely the second floor, the door will be open, right? No go, bro. Looking in the window, look like a little hockey player up there, pressed up against the glass, looking back and forth. I was like, "Now." Y'all remember when it was storming just the other night? This was in the middle of it. I'm going looking at it because I can see out the glass and everything over here, but I just can't get back in. I was like, I'm going to have to walk in this rain, man. So I go down to the bottom floor. Praise God, it was open. But when I come out, I have no idea where I'm at. I've never been there before. I'm going through like classrooms and stuff. Well, God's got a sense of humor too, man. It's just amazing. See, the devil shut a door, but God's still got the plan, amen? So I'm going, well, guess what I'm thinking now? I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I've been talking, I've been walking. i will just going to gift shop and get something. So I go in there and get. Say, well, let's see. I'll take a Powerade and a Mr. Good Bar. Cool, got it. So I go back over here, and there's only two young ladies in the whole place, and they're over there. And all of a sudden, she says, "I needed to pray about that. Three dollars and eighty some cent." I'm thinking, what? Anyway, so the Lord said, "You want to tell them?" Oh, I'm gonna tell And I'm just praying that i got like a $5 bill So she has to give me a $1 bill back Now most of y'all know I use a, the, a dollar bill to, to explain the gospel And, and all that stuff just, we'll, we'll share that some other time Because most folks know that But anyway, usually that's what I'll do To walk them through the gospel message So they pull that out And man, she gives me a crisp $1 bill I said, oh Lord, do it Work here So I said, hey, what does that say on the back of that dollar? One? I said, yeah What else does it say? Uh, United States of America. I said, look a little closer. In God we trust. In God we trust. If you die tonight, do you know for sure you go to heaven? I hope so. And the other girl said, I ain't got a clue. I said, you know what, tonight's your night. Really? Nobody's coming in. I mean, it's just like God just shuts the place down. Boom. Man, I start sharing about the love of God and what he's done for them, how there's one way to heaven and everything. And the one girl stops me. She said, I was praying about that today. I probably need to repent. What do you think? I, you know, if, if you think you do, then you probably do, all right? So she just stops me in the middle of this. And, and I'm, I'm talking and everything else. And then you guys see how we do that illustration. We rip up paper and I'm grabbing stuff. Are you using that? No, and I'm just sharing Jesus. and I'm telling them all about this. And they're going, wow, wow, this is great. This is great. And I go, but the real miracle is what Jesus Christ has done for you. And they go, wow. And I said, so what would keep you from receiving the Lord Jesus Christ today? They'd do nothing. And I had the privilege of praying with those two young ladies, and both of them give their life to the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap. <laughs> so if Jesus Christ can use the closed door, a power aid and a good bar, and a guy with sore knees to lead somebody to the Lord, what can he do with you? He can do anything he wants with you if you let him, amen? But guess what? There's more, right? So now I'm all juiced up on Jesus now. I'm ready, I mean, man, God, moving, everything's good, Mom's stapling out, everything's great. So I go over there and I get on the elevator, Ba-ding! and this dude with long hair comes on there and jumps around, I'm like, man, is he in my band? That looks familiar, anyway, he comes back up there and I can tell him, uh, I'm on the third floor, dude, I said, where are you going, buddy? He said, fourth floor, i go, ooh, that's not usually good, I'm on the fourth floor. So I said, hey, brother, what's happening? We're going up the floor, Ding. I said, hey, how about if I just ride with you? Okay, that's cool. So going, I said, what's going on? And he says, man, my fiance's in here. And he said, they don't know what's going on. You she know, she's in this situation. I said, how about we pray? He said, yeah. So we're going past the third floor. We're going up to the fourth floor. And I just grab his hand, right? And I put my arm on So We're praying, man. We're just believing God for all, all the things that God can do. And that's a lot, by the way. And the door opens and I'm still praying, and I feel somebody walk in there. I'm thinking, Jesus is on the fourth floor. <laughs> you know, i think this is great. So somebody walks in there, and I finish praying, and this big dude comes in. He was just like this. Uh. And the guy said, man, I really appreciate it. He's just like this. The guy said, I, I, I said, Amen." Oh, <laughs> you know, and I said, hey, man. The door's closed, and I noticed God's probably thinking, I don't know if I want to be in here or not. You know, this guy's all cranked up and everything. I said, man, how are you doing, he goes. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. <laughs> you probably scared me. I was just so excited of what God had been doing. I was so excited about how God, in the midst of the situation, see, I could have went on and whined about going down the stairs. I could have went up there and whined about the price of the overpriced Mr. Goodbar, but it was good. Anyway, all those things, but see, God had a bigger and better plan, amen? It? It's pretty amazing how God would do that. See, in those daily decisions, pick the positive. I'm telling you, tip of the day, when things start going real bad, just look real close. Because God's still there, amen? When things get real dark, it doesn't take much light to find out where Jesus is, amen? Let's keep on rolling. So I want to encourage you with that. Because there's always evidence of God working in our life. Our next thing we want to talk about is evidence. The fingerprints of God. When I start thinking about that, I said, you know, I asked God to illuminate His truth to us. And we can always see the fingerprints of God... Excuse me, we can't always see the fingerprints of God in the midst of our situation. But nevertheless, as the light of his grace shines through, his evidence is revealed. Do you got time for another God story? Amen. Yes. Yes, indeed. Lock of go, Tim. We got it. All right. We had a bunch of different doctors. And I round out this. We had some great doctors. And a lot of the doctors had some great ideas. But the problem was they were not getting applied. Because you'd have an idea, and we wait a few more hours, and she had an idea, and then somebody else had and I was like, What's the plan? One of the things that they always tease me, my family always says, What's the plan? What are we going? Where are we going? You know, so we spent a whole day talking about it. And I'm like, let's implement the plan. So finally, I'm thinking, I need a point of contact, because I'm not chasing everybody around. So they give me a point of contact. Guy's name is Dr. Mohammed. Amen guy's working all the time. And the guy comes in. And Tony and Tim and, and Denise and everybody, they're taking shifts and helping me. He said, it's ourself. But he needs to go home and sleep. <laughs> he said, he ain't going home. I just had to go preach a funeral and I came back. I had to go marry somebody I came back. You know, I'm not going to leave aside if I can do it, you know. Because you know what? You only get one mama, right? I'm holding a course. And I thank everybody for just coming alongside. But that's, that's not the story I want to get to. But that guy started seeing how our family would rally around mom. The guy comes back one night and he starts talking to us. He just comes in and starts talking. And he's come back. Well, one, one of the things, let me rewind. I was getting a little irritated. I know my mother was not the only one on that floor. I know there's other people going on and things like that. But when I push that bell twice over a period of a certain amount of time, I want to see somebody. I understand that. So he came in right when I hadn't seen anybody. He goes, "How's it going?" I go, "It's not going good." And he said, "Everything's good." So finally, nurses come in and did that, and I told him, "I say, I'm just probably tired, so everything's good." We worked through that. Talking about the fingerprints of God here now, and so I go back, and we're looking at all these heart rates, and the guy says, "Buddy, the Lord is not ready for your mother yet." I said, "That's a good deal." Go a little bit further, he says. You are a good son to your mother. so I appreciate that. So I said, I'm, I'm, I got to get out of here for a little bit. I'll just walk down to the third floor. I'm walking. Buddy, buddy. Yeah. My personal nurse is down there. And whatever your mama needs, whatever you need, you tell her. She's going to get it. Wow, thanks. So I go down and I meet his nurse, right? It's about time Tim's coming in for his shift. On his birthday, in between classes, everything else, man, just putting it on the back burner. He's coming in to to fill in the gap. That's awesome. So anyway, I'm talking to this lady and I start finding out it's not about me. It's not about my mom. It's about Jesus, right? She goes, I've been praying for that guy there, you know? said, I've got him watching Joyce Myers already. We're going to win him to the Lord, right? And I started talking to her, and we were sharing about Jesus. He said, we want to come to your church sometime. And all these things were going on. And I said, so he told you to come down here and kind of keep on? He said, the doctor told her, he says, I want you to go down there. And whatever they want, I want you to try to do it. Said, That's a blessing. So we go on. That night, the man comes back. I start to understand a little bit now. He tells me, when it were hit in his country, in Ethiopia, he had 10 kids in his family. Only seven of them made it. He says, we look out for our elderly. And he started telling stories about different things. He told me this story. And, and you know, I, I, I really feel led to share these things because I, wanted, I want you to see how blessed we are. He said he had an older brother. I think he was a veterinarian. He had another. He said the only way out where he's come from was, was, was education. All right? Now he's got seven kids in there. Second one was a civil engineer. His mother asked him when the time came. He said, what would you like to do? He said, Mama, I want to be a pilot. And she says, I was hoping you'd be a doctor. I'll be a doctor, Mom. That's it. That's it. Honor his mom's wishes. That's how the mentality was. That's it. But you know what? He said, as I've been doing this, I've been liking it more. See, that's how God will start working on this, you know. But anyway, this man, I come by the next time. My wife was there. He takes my mom, just like takes my mom out and such, and brings her breakfast over to her. I said, "Man, mama, you doing all right?" The next morning, he comes in there, "Hey, sweetheart, how are you?" He's feeding my mom a meal and talking to her, just like this compassion, amazing, and that's all. Spending time every day. I ask him when we're going home. He says, "Maybe the next day." Every next day, he asks my mom, "What can I do for you?" He said, "I want to go home." He said, i tell you what, we're watching all these things, I'll come back at 12 o'clock and we'll talk about it. It's okay. At 2 till 12, he comes back. He looks over everything and says, well, sweetheart, we're going to send you home. And what did my mom say? Say that again. <laughs> said, can you say that again? He said, we're going home. Now, why did I share all this? You know, there's people that maybe might believe different than we do. But you know what? They got some core values that are pretty interesting. But I'm going to tell you what. We keep loving them and showing them Jesus. You know what? You know what brought that man kept coming back? Our love and compassion for our family. Our love and compassion. Because every time I talked to him, I said, the guy's working in this. I would take every opportunity to share, hey, Jesus is moving in this thing. You know? And guess what? It was almost like he was intrigued with what I was sharing because he just kept showing up. He just kept coming back. He even looked at said, you might want to cut these pills, but come on. He even looked up on the thing. This is Walmart's got them for three ninety seven. dollars You can get a pill cutter there. Taking the time. This man's busy. But you know what? Through compassion, he took some time. And you know what? All I want to do is just be a mirror of Christ. So I don't know where he's at, what he believes or whatever, but I'm going to tell you what. I pray what he saw through our family as being a Mary of Christ. And I believe that that's what he saw. And I believe that's what was drawing him back to that room, drawing him back to that room, drawing him back to that room. And we were a recipient of a blessing of God's compassion. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. <laughs> All right. So that's where I got to see some of God's fingerprints. Right. Here we go. Now, we get to encounter and experience his touch. That's what what I got to see in so many different things. Now, I don't want to make this all about my hospital trip. I'm just telling you what God was working in my life. I know each of you guys have had a hospital trip. I know each of you guys have had something going on. Hey, I know there's layoffs. I know there's this. I know there's different things, things in our family. We can apply this message across the board to no matter what's going on in our life. And see, that's the encounter itself. Having his involvement in our life lets us experience his love and touch. Tell you, he ain't left you. You know, we've seen a lot of blessings. I've talked to people that try new jobs and different things like that, different things going on. I said, Man, you know, just ask the Lord for wisdom. Just ask the Lord for wisdom. You talk about somebody feeling unqualified, it's me on my own. But in Him, I know that He'll give me everything I need. I know that He'll give me everything I need. And that's what I'm counting on each week, amen. That's what I'm counting on each day. But let's keep on moving. And that's the encouragement I want to share with you today. He's our burden bearer. You know, the load get a little heavy sometimes. Yeah, it does. But you know what? God's got a plan. Isn't it encouraging to know that the God of the universe has no problem to reach into your life with mercy, grace, compassion to help you carry your burdens? See, that's something something right there we need to reflect on. Because what did we say? We went back here, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Don't forget the benefits, even when things look bad. Don't forget the benefits when it looks like, hey, there's no way out. Well, guess what? When we do that, we can start enjoying the peace that is found in his presence. We want to enjoy the peace that is found in his presence. See, we need to enjoy what he pours out and run with run towards his presence and then share it with other people. See, that's that's the deal. You might be the only body somebody else will see. You might be the only one to see. You might be the only one following Christ in your family, and you say, man, well, you know what? I guarantee you they're going to remember that. And you know what? I want to tell you that if that's you, sometimes it seems like the hardest people to reach is your family. But don't give up. Don't give up. Because I'm going to tell you, God will put somebody in their place while they're walking through, while they're going through stuff. Met another lady in the hall. I won't go through all that. And I can tell she had a lot going on. And we were going up and down and back and forth. I think it was on one of the, the uh, lunch runs or dinner runs. And me and Tom was coming back up where with some food. And that lady, she had a lot going on. Remember that that one of the nurses? I said, oh, she was on my mom's floor. I said, hey, ma'am, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I said, no, that's not okay, look. She said, well, today's my last day. I'm getting ready to move and everything else. So we got on that praying elevator, man, and we start praying again. And that lady says, thanks so much for the encouragement. Thank you so much. It changed everything. It was almost like bricks were being picked up off her back. Because somebody took some time. And somebody, by the way, reminded her, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all the benefits of who Jesus is. Amen. Sometimes we just need to whisper that in to somebody. Sometimes we might need a big billboard. Sometimes we just might need to send them a text, maybe give them a call and just say, hey, remember all the benefits of God in your life. Amen. Everybody doing good? That's the evidence of Christ working all the time. I'm going to pick up some speed here. All right. Well, we need to stay alert. We need to keep our eyes on the Lord. And, you know, I think about this a lot because we want to put on a full... Battle gear, amen? And who's got the Bibles with them? All right. Who's got Ephesians 6 open? I'll get a little countdown, everybody's in. All right. Grandmama, you going? All right. Do, 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 do. I'm going to put them to work today. Come on down. I purposely didn't write that up there. I said, you know what? If we can look, if you got your Bibles, take a look at Ephesians chapter 6. And whoever gets there first, say Amen. You got it? Alright, you want to read that, Thomas?
1: Mm Alright. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. for which I am an
0: ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Amen. See, I like to mix it up a little bit every now and then. It's good to read the word of God. It's good. It's good to bring in Bibles. I always encourage you to do that. So if you didn't have it with me, write that down somewhere. Ephesians chapter six, starting in verse 10, right? He said, be alert, right? And let me tell you the reason I tell you this, because I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to uh, uh, just let you know what's going on, because you know what? The enemy is alive. And he's defeated, but he's still trying to bruise you, right? He's still trying to take you down, but we got the victory of Jesus. See, realizing the enemy's attack is going on, we can rest in the Lord, but remain watchful for Satan's deceiving lies. See, if you think, see, a lot of times people think, oh, they think the devil is walking around with a little red outfit with a pitchfork. That's not the case. But let me tell you, I don't want you to focus on what he is or what he, he, he thinks he can do. I want you to focus on who you are and what God has already done. But I'm going to tell you what, that's a good place to stay in shape. Everybody knows it's good to stay in shape. Amen. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. However, just as much as it is for our physical, how much more is it for our spirits? Amen. I just wanted to grab you guys' attention with that and open that word up and just hear what God says about that. Amen. Well, let's keep on going. And that gives us the advantage because we're fully loaded. Why? Because it's just what Thomas read. We've got it. We've got it in Jesus Christ. So, again, like I said, I'm not just sounding, you know, I'm just telling you, I'm sounding the alarm as a reminder, right? As a reminder, every weapon of warfare is available to us, amen? And the battle and in the Lord's victory is certain, regardless, Christ wins. Are you on team Jesus, amen? Christ wins. That's what we need to hear. Well, I'm going to pick up some speed on this here. I appreciate you guys letting me share a few of those personal notes, but I, I believe that they encourage in the Lord. The last thing we had when we went through D, E, A, and L, for L, the Lord showed me life. And he showed me this. He said, you know, life has ups and downs and everything in between. But this is what I thought was amazing. You know, through the ups and downs and all around, God has a way of blending our mistakes and his grace together to bring us into something miraculous. He can take your mistake. He can take your shortcomings and my shortcomings and blend it with his grace and mercy and forgiveness and make something miraculous out of it. Isn't that amazing? See, because if you think about that, he said, well, I don't know. Well, look what he's already did. Think about the power of the risen Savior. Think about how you're saved. He did that when you called on his name. Think about how he redeemed us. Look at how we're made righteous is because of what Jesus Christ did. So the power we have in Christ is unmatchable anywhere, no matter how far and long and far and look at everything you go to look, there'll never be any one or anything like Jesus. Amen? We try to fill the hole with everything else. But you know what? Let me tell you. Jesus is in control. All right? Now, I'm talking about limits here. It says, know your limits and know God is unlimited. What do you mean, buddy? What about knowing my limits? You know what? We need to know when to, when to lay it down. We need to know when to turn it over to God. So we keep going and pulling and I got it and I got it and we get wore down. But if we know our limits and say, you know what? That's not mine. God's already paid for that. God's already given me the wisdom for that. You know what? People say, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about this? What are you going to do? If, if we don't go back to work, what are you going to do? I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to keep trusting God. You know? Now, I don't say that while I don't want you. You know what? I have no control over that. But God does. God knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly what I need. And I'm going to tell you what. I'm 48 years old. And I've been following along for about, since 1995. I have never been without. It hasn't always been just what I would have signed up for, but God has never, ever let me be without or my family, amen? And that's what I just want to give you the testimony that God's good, even when we don't understand everything. Now, I'll tell you what, you know how, how it's important to pour into people and pour into people and pour into people and pour into people, pour, into people, pour into people, right? Because one day you're going to need them to pour back into you, amen? Ultimately, it's God. Talked to my buddy Ralph, We ain't seen him for a while, he called me. I was going down the road. I said, man, I called you last week. He said, well, man, I, you, know, you didn't leave me a message. I said, no. And I told him my mom had been in the hospital. Oh, you didn't tell me. No, 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 no. I said, man, I've been a little busy. I've been a little busy. You. you know, I'm a little wore down. Why did do I say no? Just listen to this. My buddy told me this. He said, well, brother, you opening your Bible. Are you reading your Bible? I almost went across two lanes. Right. I said, yeah. I thought, oh, my gosh, that's me preaching to me through him. I said, yeah, Brian. He said, you'll be all right, man. Isn't that something? See, you think a lot of times, maybe people, not this, man. They're not doing this. You, that blessed my heart. That blessed my heart. What are you saying in the Bible? Are you reading your Bible? Yeah, man. He said, well, I'll be praying for you. If you need something, let me know. But that was just so good to see when you pour out and then somebody pours back in. That's what the family does. That's what a family does, man. It's amazing. All right, we'll take a look at this. Legacy. What will you leave behind? What will you leave behind? A lot of times I think about that. If you ask me, and maybe I don't want to answer for Miss Tiny, but we talk about this. We have the privilege of using a couple of times a year to go to Hampton Christian School. And they, you know, they get them all the way on up to 12th grade. We usually do chapel and do a message with them probably from what, 5 to 7, 5 I to 8? Kindergarten it go through 5th? I absolutely love that. I mean, I just love it. You say, well, why is that so special? I'm gonna tell you. They probably got 75, 80 kids. And they don't they're not they don't worry about what the neighbors think. They're not worried about am I cool or not yet? They're singing and praising God so loud that they're they're over the they're over us more plan. And that we just get overwhelmed with the presence of God and both of us are going, because it's just touching my heart. And they're carrying the whole, they're carrying the whole thing, right? Just carrying the whole thing. And it's such a blessing. I said, look at the legacy that's being left there. And you know what's really cool? You go somewhere else and you, you might be in the store and you go, Hey, you came to my school. <laughs> you know what that's got to be? Yeah, we did. Yeah, He sings about Jesus. Hey, I know that lady that was with you. She sings about Jesus. See, I want people to know when I go by or something like that, you know what, he's not perfect, but he loves the Lord. He sings about Jesus. He talks about Jesus. He wants to live a life for Jesus. Does he get derailed sometimes? Yeah, but I'm going to get back on. So you know what? I want to tell you. Leaving a good legacy. Well, how do you do? You don't start leaving a legacy the day before you leave. Build in, fill up, and do it. Right? Amen. Let God work in that. I also thought about this. You know, that morning, I didn't know what I was going to preach on. I did not know what I was going to. I had not slept. I did not know. I did not know. I did not know. And I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to do, Lord? And the Lord told me this. Right when I was getting ready, this is like 6 o'clock in the morning. we got to be there at 9 or something. He said, tell them, tell them about my family. The family of God. I said, okay. Sat there. Three points. Boom. Breaking it down. This is going to be good for the kids. This is what I'm thinking. Putting the management. It's going to be good for the kids. This is what we're going to do. We preach the message. The kids take it all in and everything else. They dismiss everybody. We're rolling the cords up. And a teacher comes back. And she, she has an email. And she goes, excuse me. And she grabs time. And she says, can you send me that one, that one PowerPoint screen? She goes, Sure. About God's family. She said because. And she stopped talking. And she started crying. Because she knew somebody that needed to be in God's family. Don't we all? And we got to pray with that woman. And we got to send that on. And we're trusting God to work through that. In a mighty way. I wasn't thinking about a teacher's friend. Right? I was thinking about this small area here. You see how God is so much bigger. Out of all those things, see, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to muscle it, and maybe we can do this and all this, and then I just got quiet. And I said, I don't know. And God said, I do. Leaving a legacy. God's large and in charge. He's speaking to us and through us. But I'm going to tell you right here, this is the main thing that we need to look at. Love. I said, if we're not loving, we're not living in the, His abundance. See, He came to give us life in abundance, His love. And I don't believe we can have the abundance if we're not loving, because what we've done is we, we've we've isolated ourselves off from others. We've isolated ourselves off from, from the Word of God because if we, we, we're loving, we're going to be, our heart's going to be pliable and we're going to be listening, right? And we're going to be trying to, to, to just try to get all that God has for it. Learning to deal with what's going on in all the situations. So how does this come together? How does this come together? I was thinking about this last night. So if you're going to put a bow on all this, how does this come together? How do we learn to deal with different situations? And this is what the Lord showed me. It's all birthed out of love. That's where it starts and that's where it ends. So leaning, look, so learning to deal, it's all about walking in love. So let me tell you, are we walking in love? Are we we listening in love? Are we responding in love? Yeah. You know, when we get tired, sometimes we don't. When we get other things going on and the obstacles seem just so big, remember, your your God is bigger. Your God is bigger. Your God is bigger. So I hope that, you know, while we're here today, whatever it is that you're dealing with, that maybe through here today, God will take some of those things and just uh, seal them in your heart and know that you're not alone. To know that, you know, through the ups and downs and in between, God is still God. To let you know that, you know what, we can make some course corrections. And we got a lot of decisions every day. But I pray that we make those decisions by basing them up against what God Not what man says, not what she says, not what he says, not what, you know, the newspaper says. But be steadfast in what God has said. And I promise
1: you,
0: we will get through the other side. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Amen. Well, I'm going to ask you guys to close your eyes and I'm going to just pray for us. If you're here today uh, and you've got something going on, let me tell you, I'm going to just lift you up. Don't leave here without giving us an opportunity to pray for you. There are so many praises. Just when I look back through there, hey, I was off this week. I could spend more time with my mom. I was off and I, and I was, got locked out, but God worked out a way where I could have the privilege of seeing people get, get their life to the Lord. We can witness to somebody from another country and they say, wow, is that what your God's about? Let's lean into that. But today if you're here, I'm going to ask you a personal question. I do this every week because you know why? It's that important. If you were to leave here today, if you were to die today, you know for sure that you're home would be in heaven. I pray that you do. But see, I don't want you to just hope so. I want you to know so. And the way you know so is this. is grabbing hold by faith through what Jesus Christ has done for each of us. The Bible says all has sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But he's got a remedy and his name is Jesus and I want you to meet him here today. So if you're here today and you say, you know, I'm not sure. You can be sure. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's by grace you saved through faith. It's not your performance. It's by God's grace, and you just trust Him in that. The finished work of the cross, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. And yes, I said the resurrection because we serve the living God, the living water. So if that's you today, I just pray, hey, you know what? Lift up your hand. We'll pray for you. Don't leave here today if you've got more questions about that. We want to make sure that we've done everything we can to point you to the God of the Bible, the one true God, the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you say, man, it has been a full week. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. God is bigger than our week. You know? And and he's here and he is in charge and he loves you. So, you know what? I just want to pray for us. Lord, Father, God, I thank you for the message today. You know, even when we're weary, you can make us strong. Even when we're sad, you can bring us joy. Even when we feel confused, you can give us focus and wisdom, Lord. So that's my prayer for my friends and family out there. That we walk into what you've done, and what you've got, Lord. You're one way. you the best way. We praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.
1: Woo! Yes indeed.